Welcome to the Fit Vegan Body Podcast with your host, Aaron Cattell, the vegan coach. The point of this podcast is to give you an in-depth but practical approach when it comes to losing weight, being healthy, or gaining muscle on a vegan or plant-based diet. We will have guests every single week to help clear up any confusion and make sure that you are 100% confident in your choice of your lifestyle. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Vegan Fit Vegan Body Podcast. I'm here with Max Lamana from Italy, although he actually is really from New York. Hey, Max, how are you? <laughs> Aaron, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good, man. Thank you for coming on. It's such, I think well, it wasn't really short notice, but it's good to kind of have you here and kind of find out more about you and your, I guess, zero waste lifestyle. So um, I guess why don't you just start with how you got to where you are today. Um, pretty basic, short version, because I know obviously lives are very, very long. But um, if you can kind of maybe, yeah, just tell us how you got to where you are and why you decided to kind of be vegan and go down the zero waste route as well. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Uh, I went vegan about six years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, I, was, I was living in, or I wasn't living, I was visiting Hawaii and uh, I was in the kitchen, I was cooking a meal and this couple comes over to me and they asked me if I was making anything vegan. And at the time, I didn't know what vegan was, never heard of it. I knew a vegetarian. I think yeah. I heard of pescatarian. Um, so they basically just blew my mind away when they told me what vegan was. And being an athlete um, at a very young age and growing up, being aware of my health and wellness, um, I knew that, oh, this seems like it's doing really well for these people. and maybe I'll try it. So that week that I was in Hawaii, I ended up um, going vegan and it stuck with me. Um, you know, there's been some trials and tribulations and some ups and downs through, through the journey. But, you know, eventually after educating myself uh, and doing the research, uh, I made the switch. I made the change. I made it, I made it to veganism. Yeah. Because it can be challenging and daunting, you know, and I inspire people to just, you know, eat more plants. Yeah. Um, you know, start there. Uh, I think I'm a bit, my, the way I live my lifestyle is a bit extreme because, you know, uh, the second part of this question that you asked, like the sustainability or the zero waste movement, um, you know, I came across it and all of a sudden I noticed I was making like radical disruptive changes immediately. Um, so with, with zero waste. Yeah. Um, I was actually, you know, you're from New Zealand, so not really far away from Australia, mm. um, where another place that I was. So it seems to be like every time I move away or just travel to another country or, or, or state or just away from like the, the norm, I'm able to like open my mind and my awareness to, to how, how, how the world is living and how everyone else uh, is living. So I was in That's the great thing about um, traveling as well. You just see how other people live and you're like, Hey, maybe I should live like this. Yeah. Or it just opens up your mind to, Oh my gosh, you know, am I doing, you know, there's no right or wrong way, <laughs> but um, it just, if it resonate, yeah, it resonated with me. So, 
in Australia, I just started seeing people like living more sustainable. Um, and so when I came back to New York, I couldn't go back to the old way of living. I couldn't go back to, you know, you know, buying plastic and doing all this, you know, my eyes were open to another way of living. Um, and so I started researching how to create less waste. I looked inside my garbage bin and noticed that the first thing I saw was food. And so being a chef, you know, being a self-taught chef, I was like, okay, how can I reduce my impact with food? And so it just started from there. And then the next day was another thing. And then the next day, and then I started adding on more responsibilities each and every single day. So that's where it's gotten me to today. So you've kind of just from that first time when you met that couple in Hawaii, you just done step by step by step to get you closer to that where you are now, essentially. Exactly. Yeah. So when you first heard about the vegan thing, was that more for your own health or was it the animal welfare or the environment? Cause what you're doing now is obviously kind of ticking boxes for all three. So what was the original attraction? Right. <laughs> the original attraction was my health. Yeah. Because I think for me, I'm like, all right, if I'm taking care of my body, if I'm taking care of my health, my well being, then I'm able to then step in and help other people help the environment, help animals help other people who are also in need. You know, if we can't help ourselves first, then how are we going to help anyone else? Yeah. Lead by example, right? Exactly. And back to, you know, the Hawaii conversation, did you believe those people like, cause you sound quite open-minded, but there's a lot of people, especially Americans that are quite closed minded when it comes to veganism mm. and that kind of thing. So was your, initial reaction as open-minded as that or was it kind of more like what the heck why would i why would i cut meat out because you know when i was brought up we were always taught that meat was supposed to be you know good for you and it's packed to pull a protein and you have to eat it kind of thing and you know it's only quite recently that now i mean there are still people that think that but quite recently it's kind of more mainstream that you don't need any of that to, to have that result right um you know, I, I never want to discredit anyone. I want to hear what they have to say before, you know, I make my decision or my thoughts towards, towards something, you know? So if it's working for somebody else and they say that they, you know, they live and die by it, that man, my, I feel great. I have energy, you know, uh, I'm clear headed. I don't have brain fog. Uh, my health has improved, you know? Okay. If that's true for you, maybe that can be different for somebody else, but you don't know until you don't, until you try. So I was open-minded to, to that. To the possibility. Initially, right. Yeah. Right. Because growing up an athlete and, you know, constantly like playing sports, you know, my father was like, yeah, you got to get your protein in. You got to eat your vegetables. You got to eat your grains. You got to eat your carbs. You know, you have to, t you know, have to supply yourself with good, rich food, uh, rich food. You know what I mean by that is like just, rich nutrient dense food. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know, the, the mind then uh, was thinking, Oh, I need my protein. I need my animal products. And then, you know, that was probably one of the first questions I asked, which is, you know, you probably hear it nine out of 10 times from somebody who isn't vegan, where do you get your protein? Um, and so I think I was one of those people two, six years ago asking them, Oh, where do you get your protein? And they're like, 
we get it all from plants. We get it from grains. We get it from, you know, rice and beans and quinoa and, and chickpeas and cauliflower and broccoli. And, and I'm like, okay, really? They're like, yeah. And you don't need as much protein as you think you do. Yeah. And I'm like, you're pulling my leg. Like, I don't believe you. And they're like, give it a try. Okay, yeah. sure. I'll give it a try. And you see the light <laughs> and it just happens. That's kind of how I started as well as my girlfriend was very vegan. And I was like, you know what? I'll just try it for a month, see what happens. And now I have a whole <laughs> business around the, the whole vegan thing. So it's kind of like, yeah, you could say that it was very open-minded for me. It was easy. And it's, I think for most people, it's the same situation. You think you need something and then you still manage to not wither away. And you're like, oh, look, I can be just mm. as strong, if not stronger than I was before. So why not? Why do I have to contribute to all the, you know, animal um, cruelty and you know what it represents when mm-hmm. you have all those kind of things okay that's cool so keep saying that you were an athlete what were you what were you what sports did you play my 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 main sport growing up i was a swimmer okay oh so, yeah that took a lot of energy out of me uh you know we have two to three hours two to three hour swim practices every day and it just drained you so you know making sure that you know, food was on the table when you got home and it was, you know, food that can supply us and give us the energy we need to recover. Yeah. So yes, uh, swimming, I played anything. I played really everything. I picked up every single sporting equipment. I think I, I can get my hands on. Um, even when I was in Australia, I tried playing rugby a little bit, you know, it's not a big sport in America, but I tried. It's the wrong country to try, you know, the all blacks from New Zealand, a <laughs> better team, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> There's not too many Australians listening, but you know. Um, okay, so what kind of motivates you to kind of continue to keep living the way you do? Like, you know, what is your motivation to keep doing what you're doing? I mean, that's the hundred billion dollar question. Um, yeah. It used to be a hundred million. It used to be a hundred million dollar question. Now it's a hundred billion dollar <laughs> question. Um, yeah, my rate's gone up. So yeah. Um, what motivates me? That's a great question. I think it's, it's you. It's the people who are listening to this. It's everyone else. It's your family. It's your friends. It's your, your pets. It's the animals down the street. It's everyone around the world. That's what motivates me because, you know, if I'm able to create change, you know, I'm no different than you. I'm no different from the person who's listening to this. If I'm able to change, then then I think you're able to change. And then that can be able to inspire more and more people to live, you know, um, a version of how I've depicted life and how I've created change in my, in, in my everyday. So, you know, if I'm creating less waste, if I'm eating this way, if I'm living this way, you know, um, then you can pick up the pieces and start to create habits and start to create daily actions um, to better your life and better your environment. Because, you know, as I heard today, and I've heard this quote before, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you've heard this, that every second breath we take is produced from the ocean. I think that's what the, so basically the core, the coral reefs, you know, um, if coral reefs go extinct, you know, it's going to be a lot harsher environment for us. So those coral reefs give life and then everything's connected. So, you know, um, 
if we can just be more kind to our planet and to our environment, you know, it give, it'll give more life to us. You know, we can reach, you know, more opportunities to experiencing this life, I think. Yeah. And maybe that's a, another conversation. Maybe that's like a, a going to some, you know. Yeah. But I mean, that's some real big know. picture shit as well. Like you're focusing on not right. just yourself. You're just like, what about the big picture? And that's what I always say to my clients as right. well. They get so focused on the smallest thing, but we'll take a step back. I think you've just taken like a hundred steps back and been like, this is how the things that I'm going to do is going to affect it. And, you know, it's going to be for the better rather than for what you know everybody else is doing, which, you know, isn't really working at the moment, as we can see with climate change and that kind of thing. Um, so, I mean, you also mentioned, you know, that you are actually a chef. <laughs> We're talking more about the vegan thing and the zero waste, but how did you kind of want to be a chef? Have you trained officially as a chef? I think you mentioned yourself taught. So, um, you know, how's that going? And is that what your job is or you just kind of pick up rubbish all the time? Like what is your, what's your day to day? Yeah. It's a, it's a little bit of everything. Um, yeah, I, as I was telling someone earlier today that I feel that I'm in the in-between of being, you know, a chef in a restaurant and being the person who can show people at home how to cook just delicious meals, easy, delicious meals. So, um, I'm self-taught. I grew up having a chef for a father, as I said, and um, basically just watched everything that he did. And he trained my palate at a young age. He would leave ingredients out on the table and he would ask us, ask my siblings and myself, what, what flavors do you taste in this meal? And I didn't know at the time what, why, I think he wanted, it was a fun activity for like children, especially having four children. Um, and he just, maybe it's a, a tactic to keep children to be quiet, uh, at the dinner table and just eat the food and just kind of really conceptualize and kind of think like what's in this meal. Um, but I didn't really, f- I didn't know I wanted to, you know, have a life's work towards food or sustainability. Um, and it was something, you know, I was working in restaurants uh, my whole life. My first job, I was a pizza boy. I was rolling out pizza dough. I was making pizza dough. I was, you know, calling off the orders to the pizza makers. You know, we have this type of pizza tonight. And, you know, I was making anywhere from like 300 pizzas a night, you know. So at 16 years old, I thought I, I was like, I was on top of the world. I thought this was the best thing. Um, and I lo- I've loved food um, from the very first moment. So, and I've gone in different directions with my career, uh, prior to this, prior to this, uh, career choice, but, um, it didn't surprise me that this is what I wanted to do. It kind of made, it just made all the sense. Uh, my father, I grew up eating food. I love making food. Why not do what you love to do? Absolutely. Yeah. So do you have plans to open like a restaurant in New York or have you already opened one? Like I went to Champ's Diner. Have you been to Champ's Diner in Brooklyn? Yeah, I've been to Champ's. Yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. good. It's pretty good. Yeah. So have you got plans to open like something in New York or somewhere else? or you? Absolutely. Can... Yeah, absolutely. It's in the plans. It's definitely in the two to three year uh, goals right now. Um dinner events hosting dinner parties um 
talking about sustainability and eventually, you know, when um, the time comes uh, down the road in two years, three years tops, um, I'll have a location for people to come in and enjoy food. Sounds amazing. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what is it going to be Italian vegan or just vegan vegan? I think vegan. I think maybe Italian vegan can be something else. Maybe it'll be like Jamie Oliver's restaurants. You know, he's like a Jamie Oliver Italian in yeah. the airports. You know, maybe it'll, it'll be something like that. <laughs> that's how you... That's how Italian, you Italian vegan Max Amano in the airports. What's that? Yeah. Is that funny? You interviewed Jamie Oliver? No, no, no. But um, I mean, maybe later, maybe in like a year's time. But no, no, no. Jamie, Jamie Oliver, obviously he has those restaurants everywhere but you've yeah. probably only seen them in airports. Like you're probably like, this is how I know his restaurants. Whereas they're exactly. like, like on every corner in London, like you could see walk down the street, there'll be one, there'll be one they're, they're everywhere. I think I saw a few in London last month. Um, but yeah, I've seen them in more in the airports than anything. So it's, um, yeah. brings up what it yeah. doesn't really, you know, it seems like they're a little bit more tacky than they're actually, like yeah they're a lot better yeah. to see them not in an airport yeah i i mean airport food i've never really come across a really great <laughs> yeah all right um so just, yeah. <laughs> with the zero waste thing how did you kind of learn about the things that are going to make the biggest impact and how can somebody else that's listening kind of find similar resources to do that because i know there's you know in london at the moment we're on this big you know, let's all get rid of plastic straw thing. But at the end of the day, I think we both know that a plastic straw doesn't do as much damage as like a fishing net, for example. So right. how do you know, or how did you find out to you know, address the things that make the most difference? Great question. Um, after being influenced by the lifestyle that I was living in Australia and seeing the impact, um, I came back and, you know, it was a whole new world. Um, just seeing garbage and rubbish everywhere. So I needed to do that research. So I went on, I went online, started looking for sustainable stores, um, how to shop sustainable in New York city. And the first couple of things that showed up, it was, you know, go to your farmer's market. Uh, Whole foods has a bulk section. It also has fresh produce that is loose for you to pick up. So you don't need to put anything in packaging. Um, and then I came across the term zero waste. And then that brought me to a few other influencers or impactors. I like to call them impactors. I like to consider myself an impactor. Yeah. Um, I came across these people and I just started reading up what they've done, um, how they've made improvements and changes. And I thought, okay, this is, I mean, I mean, you, it's like riding a bike. You have to jump on it, you know. Maybe you need the training wheels to help you get a couple bikes, pedals in there, and then, you know, eventually you can take those training wheels off and then you can ride freely. So I started, you know, reading up, going online, you know, and actually implementing it, going to these stores, going to these bulk stores, going to, you know, just remind myself, okay, I'm not going to go and ask for a bag today. I'm going to bring my own bag. Um, when I pick up fruits or vegetables, I'm going to pick up fruits and vegetables that don't have any packaging. If I want something now, here's, here's what people, I think, um, they're deterred. They're, 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 
taken aback from is that zero waste can, means that it's perfect and it's not perfect. Me talking to you, Aaron, right now is wasteful because eventually I'm going to have to charge my phone in a socket and that's going to require energy. So there's small things, but the, the terms are a waste. Um, meet the philosophy, the, the mindset behind it is that nothing is sent to a landfill. And you probably already know this. Um, so, you know, just trying to do my best. And that's what I came across. And, you know, there's people, I think, they're really, they're, they're taken aback and they're afraid of this. And they, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to begin. Um, and I think if you just take one thing at a time, and that's what I did, I started taking one thing at a time and eventually got me to be where I am today. Yeah. So like try one thing, make it a habit, try another thing, make it a habit. And before you know it, you're not even realizing that you're doing it. It's just like you, your habit. Um, I think I've seen some stuff on your Instagram or videos or something of you. You almost sound like, seem like you have a backpack with like your own knife and fork and yeah. Um, your own bags and think what's actually what's actually in there and what's the stuff that you carry around and kind of like why um, so right now let's see I remember packing my bag today and this is part of like the preparation behind it at all because you set yourself up for, you set yourself up for success when you're prepared um, yeah, sure. I have my reusable <laughs> water bottle with me um, I have my linen cloth napkin with me my bamboo straw chopsticks fork knife and spoon um, I have a couple different containers right now, like mason jars, uh, for either like a coffee or a juice or a tea, if I wanted to go out and get something or make it myself. Um, and then a jar for food waste. If there's, if I'm ever just the chance, if I do go out to eat, um, and meet up with someone because New York city is very spontaneous. <laughs> never, you never, you never know where you're going to, where you're yeah. going to be. Yeah. Um, and that can collect my food waste. So, yeah, just being prepared is, is, will set you up for success. Um, and this replaces all single-use plastic. Um, the napkin, the linen napkin, I, you know, people see me and I have my linen napkin. They're like, wow, you're really fancy. Um, I'm like, no, it's, you know, the paper napkin that if you go out to eat and there's, you know, even a paper towel, someone gives you a paper towel and, you know, I have this reusable napkin that I have that I can wash afterwards. Um, this all reminds me, this lifestyle all reminds me of a time that maybe our grandparents once lived, you know, plastic wasn't really around when they were growing up, you know, maybe in the early 21st century or 20th century, yeah. um, the early 20th century. So just, I'm like, oh man, I'm, I'm possibly living the same way that they lived. They were living more sustainable because they never knew when their next, when this would, you know. Uh, yeah everything else would come back um, yeah for sure yeah yeah so i mean do you people how do people react in new york with the way that like new people that you haven't met before and you tell them or they see you you know shoveling food waste into a little jar how do they kind of react do people get what <laughs> you're doing do people kind of you know how do you deal with the ones that don't really agree with what you're doing like you know it's not going to matter that kind of thing do you have do you have much people say or many people say that Oh, absolutely. It's definitely a conversation piece. Um, sometimes I, I wish my friends would just say, Hey, this is Max, you know, instead of saying like, Hey, this is Max. And, and then like give my whole resume to the, to the people. I'm like, ah, oh, gosh, because now we'll have to talk more. And sometimes people see like they're being judged 
um, you know, and they're like, oh, and you're vegan, and now you're going to tell me to be more vegan. I'm like, no, 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 like, <laughs> just eat more plants. Like, you're fine. Like, yeah. you're fine doing what you're doing. Everyone's going to get to where they're at. Um, so I think approaching this at a very, like, lighthearted, kind manner, manner caring, is going to be the way you win someone over, you know? Of course, the world would be a better place if everyone was vegan, but that's not the reality, you know? So I think approaching this lighthearted, like I said, lighthearted, kind, approachable, understanding. With education, um, I think, as well as important. Like with education. Yeah. Right. And I think there is, you know, somebody says, oh, I... I don't think I can ever go vegan or I don't think I can ever give up plastic bottles. And I, you know what I say? I said, that used to be me. I used to think that I can never go vegan too. Maybe that's not, not the truth because I gave it a go on the first try. Um, but there's a lot of people who, 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 who see that and then eventually they go vegan. Um, so, you know, coming down to someone else's level of that understanding and with the education can, you know, uh, take someone and bring them, you know, and show that there's other ways of living. There's other ways of like being kind to yourself, being kind to your planet and of course to animals and every living being on this planet. So yeah, hopefully that answered your question. Yeah, it did. And it's funny that you say, your friends introduce you as Max and then they give you a resume. It's like I get introduced now as the vegan coach instead of my real name. Nice. And all my friends are like, <laughs> it's like my friends will tell my like, people that I'm meeting for the first time that I'm vegan before I even mention it. I'm like, you know, it's not me now that says I'm vegan. It's my friends that introduce me like that. Exactly. Like, That's what's happening now. But it's also quite interesting is that, yeah, they do people that aren't vegan or, you know, don't believe in the lifestyle, whatever they do feel like they're being judged. They do feel like they have to give a reason without you even asking why they decide not to be vegan. And to the book, I mean, I don't really care that much if they are or they aren't. Like you said, every little bit counts. And I feel like, yeah, if they just had, you know, like, you don't need to justify it. You do you, I do me. If you need help with it, come see me. If not, that's cool. Go do your own thing. Like that kind of thing. Um, right. I want to talk some practical tips about how people that are interested in being more, you know, zero waste or halfway in between can do mm -hmm. like today. Like obviously in London, we've got recycling bins on all of our high streets. So it's quite easy to pe for people to actually recycle. Um, and I think we already talked about the plastic bag thing, single use plastic. Are there any other things that people are kind of doing on a regular that they're probably not even realizing, you know, could make a massive difference? Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, I think the biggest one and it's, it's closest to my heart is the amount of food we waste. Um, United States is a, there's a big issue with food waste and, and there's also a big food waste issue crisis in, in the UK. Um, my girlfriend, she's, she's from London and she wasn't composting. And I told her, I said, you gotta, you have to learn how to compost. And she's like, well, my council, I guess her, her, the street she lives on doesn't allow composting. And I said, really? I said, contact, contact your, uh, is the council like the government or like the yeah. parliament or like the council? Yeah. 
yeah so like you've got bars okay. and you've got like yeah so area yeah okay uh, i i just want to make sure i'm using the correct uh terminology <laughs> so right exactly so she contacted the council and she says hey i want to learn more about food waste but i if there's a chance can we implement um uh composting in uh in our district um in our neighborhood and so she's in notting hill and yeah. basically she contacted them and i think three or four days later they sent a compost bin for her kitchen and a compost bin for when she wants to uh drop the bag of compost outside for pickup so people can i think just write to their council give them a call and say hey i want to compost i'm uh i'm worried about food waste and i want to implement this and i think more and more people are doing this now so it's becoming they're they're seeing a new uh a new wave of people being curious about this so i think that's probably the first step i would take is just be more conscious of the food that you're wasting because that food ends up in a landfill and creates you know greenhouse gas uh it creates methane methane is 25 times more potent than carbon dioxide which is warming our atmosphere it's carbon it's causing global climate change um so every little bit counts you know that banana peel that you throw away or that head of lettuce that you throw away may not may take 25 years to decompose in a municipal landfill where it would take you know anywhere up to three months in a in a organic uh raw landfill yeah it's quite interesting because you think that most people probably think you know it's biodegradable just chuck it in the bin it will degrade by itself as opposed to like plastic so it's quite interesting to, mm-hmm. to think of the composting thing because when i was little in new zealand we like mum would do that all the time now you live in a massive city you don't even think about that my girlfriend would love that she's probably gonna listen to this later right. we're getting one i mean now i want to get one um because she like will make us eat the whole of the broccoli you know like when we carry our recycling even to the recycling bin we won't even use the plastic like we'll just carry it like all the stuff from the supermarket will be in reusable bags um and you know i'm not even as aware as she is because she is like i think even i think i saw on your on your own instagram is that 80 percent of females or females are 80 percent more conscious about the environment and i think that's quite believable as well like she was the person that showed me the way i suppose um, right and that's you know really important to do those steps so have you got any other helpful practical tips for people yeah yeah so many so many. so many yeah <laughs> let's um bring your own reusable bottle for water you know there's no need to buy a plastic bottle now you know, with water because of the toxins that like the plastic is leaching chemicals into your water and you're consuming that. Um, but also just like, it's just, it, I don't know. I don't like water from plastic, you know, but bring your own, bring your own reusable bottle. Um, yeah. I read somewhere that for one plastic bottle that it will break down into microplastics that can cover every mile of beach around the world. Just one bottle. That's crazy. So we're just going to have plastic beaches in the future. Something, something doesn't change. Yes. Yes. Um, which would be terrifying to see. I mean, I'm not sure if you saw 
um, a couple of weeks ago, I, I shared a story of uh, plastic, plastic waste in the ocean in the Dominican Republic. And somebody, and I didn't, I just shared the video. I didn't write anything and somebody responded, oh, where, where is that? And I, I responded with earth. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't respond with Dominican Republic, but then people were like, oh, w- w- well, give me exactly where it is because now I feel bad that it's happening. I'm like, well, it's already happening and it's happening. It was happening years ago before you can even, before you, you know, you know, India is a really major, there's major problems in India. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Tips. Bring your own reusable bottle. Bring your own bag to the grocery store. Bring your own bag when you go shopping for clothes, you know, buy secondhand clothes. There's no need to go to, you know, a store now and buy clothes that are you know uh fast fashion fast fashion there's 52 seasons now there's a season every week and it's only going to continue to grow um because of the the labor that the labor intensive people that are working in these 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 industries these companies you know they're not treated fair um so buy clothes that have already been made and they're secondhand they're at a thrift shop um eat more plants yeah that's a big one i hope most people listening are already kind of on that that part right yeah if they didn't already realize that yeah plant-based diet obviously is way better than you know dairy or eggs or meat obviously because that produces a lot more water co2 emissions that kind of thing right Um, cool so if you were the governor of this is like a hypothetical question but it's going to be fun you're the governor of like all these big cities in the world and you kind of put in place a plan to help a whole major city become as zero waste as possible. Where would you start? I think with the compost things like everywhere on every corner, that would be a big one. Um, Like, would you give all the food away that restaurants use to people that need it? What other things would you kind of implement? I mean, I mentioned that was the, the hundred billion dollar question before this is the hundred trillion dollar <laughs> question. Um, and when you said, if I was the the governor of all these cities, I was actually, my mind went to like the UN, you yeah. know, I sitting at this chair in the UN implementing change. Um, the first move or the first radical disruptive change, I think I would implement, um, Wow, such a hard I mean, it's a loaded, it's a, it's a hard question because I want to be conscious of what what I'm what I'm going to say, and yeah. also like really have because I haven't thought of this. So, oh man, you know, the other day I was thinking, what if each corner, where there was there was a section in in each you know section of a neighborhood where there was a bin large enough bin where people, if they had food waste or if they had recyclables or if they had, you know, all these things that can be regenerated for, you know, um, repurposing items, you know, if you had plastic bottles or paper or, or, uh, glass, uh, aluminum, even food waste, there was a bin that collected them and sorted them out. Um, how big of an, difference that would make because here in new york you walk down the street and some corners some of the streets don't even have a garbage bin they don't even have recycling in certain areas so people are just throwing waste in a bin where it's all going to be shipped to a landfill 
that that you know that plastic bottle that that person just threw away that that can be recycled but we don't have that so i think implementing these these stations where it's easy enough for people to understand how to recycle because even with i think that's where it comes down to is like the understanding and the education because i see people even when there's like a bin for general waste and a bin for recycling people are and they have something that's recycling they're throwing it in to the 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 waste bin they're not even looking at like the recycling bin so it's a loaded question but i think i need to i'll give you an answer for now and i'm going to go back and and put it in a blog post and be like this is the the blog post that is that's all right cool um i think we will leave it there i mean i think that's a really good start in terms of what people can do to implement a lot of zero waste living um of course i know you're coming to london soon which is pretty exciting um, yes. hopefully not just to see your girlfriend but i think you're also doing a talk for the illusion as well is that right yes that's yeah. right so how can people kind of see you how can people find you on instagram and what's the best way to kind of connect with you yeah the best way to reach to me or gain contact with me is Eating with Max. That's my handle on yep. all social platforms. Um, and yes, I'll, I'll be in London next month. Um, not sure when you're posting this, but yeah, I'll be in London from uh, October, the middle of October to the middle of November. So yep. if anyone wants to meet up or come to a supper club uh, or come to an event that I'm speaking at, um, please come. Love to meet you. Yeah, that's actually a great idea. Maybe you have to come and try your uh, your cooking. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, awesome. thank you very much for your time. It's been amazing to kind of not only hear about like the vegan side, but the environmental side, because I think that is super, super important. I think that is a natural step for people that have recently gone vegan. They're like, okay, now I've changed myself. Now I'm doing it for the animals. What else can I do to better myself? And I think this is the mm-hmm. next natural step. So Thank you for your insight and um, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. I'll see you in a couple of weeks, Aaron. Thank you. Cool. And that's all for today, guys. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Of course, we'll see you next week. If you have questions or want to find out more information about working with me, check out my Instagram at thevegan underscore coach, my website, thevegancoach.org, or just check out my Facebook page. Have a great day and see you next week.